1: This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. You wouldn't know it, but we started it for today. That's okay. Anything you miss, you can always get at PropagandaReportDaily.com, where you can get WSB very generously. Gives us these shows without commercials, which we post, and we also do podcasts, so... Uh, if you've got the Jones, or you missed something, plug into that PropagandaReportDaily.com, and what we're talking about today is uh, a lot of times we do stuff of national or even international significance, and we also try to do local stuff. This is kind of both. As um, hey, maybe Binkley, you can, my producer Binkley here, can find that uh, that clip. I'm sorry, I don't have these on my uh, at the tip of my finger, telling us that how important this is to the nation. It's clip 23. So this is why the Georgia governor's race between Abrams, Kemp, Odom, and Metz. Don't forget Metz, who's the libertarian, and he seems like a good guy. So we're going to dig into that. Maybe we'll get him on the show. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's hear Stacey Abrams saying what's what's what this is really about.
0: The more we have an external narrative, people across this country talking about why this election matters, why Georgia matters, because here's the thing. We have the large, the busiest airport in the world, third largest port on the East Coast. We, after LA, are one of the top locations for filming. We are a state of more than 10 and a half million people, the ninth largest economy, and the governor of Georgia is responsible for signing the gerrymandering maps, the redistricting maps in 2020. Mm. So, if you don't want the maps to be gerrymandered, then make certain that she is elected (laughs) to either sign or veto those maps. And just to put this in context, Georgia has 14 legislative districts. We are likely to pick up another one. We have 16 electoral votes. Georgia winning, me winning Georgia, changes America. That's why you should care.
1: Yep, that's why you should care. (laughs) Because when good people with good
2: hearts have control of redistricting.
1: Oh, yeah. Can you play clip one? Because it's not about. It's so funny. The rules only work when they're in the hands of a benevolent dictator, apparently. (laughs) Go.
0: When redistricting is in the hands of those who have good intentions and have good hearts, things change.
1: I mean, if that's what you're depending on, then. Government is truly terrifying and needs to have no power at all, which is kind of where I always end up.
2: It's worth noting that she was speaking to a crowd in San Francisco during that longer clip.
1: Oh, yes. And um, do you have the part where where she says what it's, what it's really about, like the three Gs? Let me see. Because she is talking to the San Francisco Commonwealth Club, which I'm not sure it was... The Commonwealth Club, or someplace else in San Francisco, that Obama said something uh, similar. Anyway, um, we'll get to that. But I wanted to wrap up what I was talking about before the break was that state. So she just told you uh, Atlanta is the biggest air, one of the biggest. It's I think it's the busiest airport in the country, or whatever. But it's like significant in the world as an airport. It's the Atlanta location. If you read stuff, like Kasim Reed got Atlanta really plugged in with the U.N. It was on the steering committee of like the 25 strong cities in the world. And you can see when they say, well, if Trump will pull us out of the environmental accord, we'll just join it as cities. There's something uh, world government uh, directional, whatever, going towards world government. And Atlanta is a big part of that. I think it's just got diversity. It's got geographic north, south, east, west uh, and, you know, centrism. And then Binkley was telling me that, doesn't the Georgia Guidestones, I said like Atlanta is the center of the world if you look at it that way. It's like the critical, it's like the gravity, center of gravity for the land masses of the world. And you said.
2: I believe Native Americans say that the Georgia Guidestones is on the center of the world.
1: Yeah, like, I think there's some significance there. And I really think she's running for president of the world. And, and and what's funny is that, well, so what I was talking about before the break is that she did this Yukos Oil Fellowship for U.S.-Russian relations. But as I dug into what Yukos Oil was all about, I discovered that they had very significant uh uh, operations to influence the body politic in Russia. And they didn't They didn't hide it. And, and it was uh, the actual, the thing that Kissinger and Rothschild were in charge of, Jacob Rothschild and Henry Kissinger of Yuko Soil, I can't even find that in the Wayback Machine. That's like cashed, you know, 404 on the Wayback, which, and it took me forever to even get what I got. But they were literally trying to reach hundreds of thousands of uh, and were reaching of of Russian children and teaching them about Western style capitalism and democracy, which I wouldn't even care about. But that's not what they were engaging in. They, if you know what what the, what Clinton and Yeltsin did to Russia, they did the worst stereotypical untrue thing. Like capitalism is, you know, you use money to invest in the future. This is we use our financial uh prowess to steal everything you know it's like your typical communist view of what capitalism is is what they were actually doing and uh and they were doing it on behalf so a lot of western interests were involved and you were saying frankly that that's what you played us some clips that kind of pointed to exactly that, right? Can you tell me about Yeah, us? that's
2: what the Chatham House, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, um is uh, a British It's a British think tank. Right. And a man named Andrew Wood who is responsible for giving the steel dossier, the dirty dossier to John McCain to he, undermine Trump. Yes. They have been talking about basically destabilizing Russia and funding protesters funding an uprising to try and get putin out of power for since at least two thousand and eight
1: yeah they they talk about specifically changing the minds of the people yeah to undermine the government and actually oh and chatham house is the sister of the council of foreign relations like literally the sister the royal institute of international affairs founded the council of foreign relations and that it changed its name to chatham house for the council of foreign relations which Stacey abrams is a member of right and then she had this internship at Yukos Oil. But as I was digging into this stuff and looking at all these protesters, so they so Putin put the guy in jail who was running it, who was an absolute criminal. You know, he got ill gate ill gotten gains to be to own it in the first place. That's what he should have gone to jail for. He went to jail for tax fraud or whatever. But uh, so. I was when I was digging into this, I found a reference to this McFall guy, the Stanford professor. People are like, "You can't hand McFall over to Putin," which I don't think that's what he asked. I think he was asking to do it according to a treaty, which is <laughs> his guys get to witness us asking him questions about what he was doing.
2: He was like, gonna nail him to a tree. Like, yeah, right, right,
1: and skin him in the Moscow Red Square. So, so I'm looking and I see McFall's name pop up, and they go through. And he starts writing articles about this in 2003, McFall does, about how Russia could go kind of internal or external. It could be like a great energy partner for the West or whatever. And we think Putin is definitely our guy. We can do this. Well, that was 2003. He wrote that. Fast forward to 2011, 2012. Obama makes him the ambassador to Russia and there's this youtube video which is in russian so i can't really understand it but it's called um the subtitle of the title of it is Report, uh, um receiving orders and what it is is McFaul shows up at the u.s embassy in russia to take his position as ambassador and the media um ambush a bunch of people walking in and the people walking in are the leaders of the five protest groups against putin so sure maybe they reach out for help to the outside, but by the looks of what these guys are up to from the Chatham House to the Yuko soil thing to Kissinger to Rothschild, it's more likely that they were they create these organizations. They act like it's five different organizations, but they're really they're they're explicitly they're stating we are trying to uh, to influence the political process in Russia. And we are telling these protesters or these leaders they were giving them their marching orders and hey you can even say that's great cuz we're great and they're bad whatever but we clearly are our government and um, uh, you know Kissinger supposedly is still head of the security state according to subsequent national security directors who knows what Rothschilds up to over in England that they are really deliberately trying to influence the body politic in Russia to this day
2: so Stacy Abrams seems to be groomed, seems to have been groomed by these people that are doing influencing the the Russian for
1: international work. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Every one of her internships relates to a different region of the world. So I think that her her she's being groomed for something bigger and that the Georgia governorship is a stepping stone for that. And then she talks about using it as an example or as a as a lever to change the nation. You know, so that's yep. I don't think the voters in Georgia... Maybe the voters in California like that, or New York, but I don't think the voters in Georgia want that. Even the people she's saying she's reaching, because her goal... I mean, these people are... Is... is Anglo American Oil, <laughs> you know that's who who's there. That's what they're doing.
2: She she gets more money from old rich white people than one of Trump's golf clubs, <laughs> and she's telling people she's a grassroots candidate who who speaks for the voice of uh, people who've been forgotten in
1: you uh, low income communities. Well, because you've identified her funding from Soros, so oh that, yeah. But we've done that before. We've taught, I'm trying to just do new stuff, which this stuff keeps coming up, and I'm just gonna keep. Telling you what I come up with. So, and I'm absolutely open to uh dialogue one wsb Talker. You can tweet at me. Let's read some tweets after the break at Monica Perez Show.
0: Monica Perez. That was phenomenal. On News955 at AM 750 WSB.
1: I'm back and I have a prize pack. A pair of tickets to Lost 80s Live. This is so speaking my language. On Sunday, August 5th at State Bank Amphitheater at Chastain Park. Enjoy an 80s night of music featuring a flock of seagulls, Naked Eyes, Wang Chung, Berlin, uh, the original members of When in Rome, UK, Farrington and Man, Animotion, and New Shoes. It's part of the Delta Concert Series. I gotta say, I know. I just, that's right up my alley. It's so upbeat. Tickets are on sale now uh, at LiveNation.com, but you can get a pair of tickets free if you are first to call 404-741-0750. And uh, I could have offered that uh, this game up to the callers, but I'll just be first to call. And uh, Binkley, I'm ready for your game. Are you ready to play your game?
2: I am ready. Okay. Are you ready?
1: I I'm ready, but you think I'm going to do well. On I my, think you'll do well. I'm a well. little worried. I get I get nervous about
2: stuff like that. Well, let's, see, let's see. I, I now okay. ch- challenge people listening to play at home. I'm going to play a clip. You tell me what the flawed logic in the clip is.
0: Had probable cause, with judges agreed with them, that Carter Page was leading an effort to collude with the foreign government who we know now, because they've been indicted for this, um, sabotaged our election.
1: If you ever wanted to trigger me, <laughs> an indictment is not <laughs> evidence. Yes, this is why it. they actually have a cliche that you could indict a ham sandwich. Where do you think that comes from? Right oh my gosh i have to encourage people to listen was it last week's wsb show where we just beat to death the chris wallace like trying to shove the indictment (laughs) in putin's face only because he's like there's the evidence right here these squiggles on a on i just wrote it down in crayon in the other room like they did it it's proof it's proof right there and then uh and then in the journal that day it had said after the chris wallace interview our plan was for trump to Shove the indictment in Putin's face, but he didn't do it, which I thought was rather statesmanlike of him. But of course, I guess that's reason for impeachment to be statesmanlike. Right.
2: Everybody praises Chris Wallace.
1: Right. He and it was break. just so pathetic. If you could have a half an hour with Putin, would you do the talking? Right. I wouldn't do the talking. I wouldn't do the shoving. Anyway. Uh, you've got some blockbuster stuff I know that hopefully it doesn't trigger me too much, but maybe it'll trigger y'all. Stay tuned. 404 1 800 WSB Talk. You could tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
0: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
1: We are back. I am the Libertarian Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Saturdays from 3 to 6 in the home stretch. And uh, actually, we have off next weekend. It's fan day. UGA fan day, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, but back the next week, 3 to 6, August 11th. But if you really need to hear a little Perez and Binkley, go to PropagandaReportDaily.com and you can get this show, all the WSB shows, plus our podcast and some good articles. And also MonicaPerezShow.com has an archive of like libertarian on-point Articles if you're interested. But Binkley played a, uh, a little game with me if I could spot the flaw in this clip. And I wanted to replay that clip because it reminded me of another clip he played for me that totally triggered me earlier in the day. So let's, let me hear the game, which is real short, and then we'll play the other thing too. Let's hear it.
0: The FBI had probable cause, with judges agreed with them, that Carter Page was leading an effort to collude with the foreign government, who we know
2: now, because they've been indicted for this, um, sabotaged our election. Former Obama staffer.
1: Wow. That's really bad to do that, to say that. Because when I say that there's an attack, actually this goes full circle. It's what we started out with, and I wasn't even putting that together to suggest that an indictment that a government accusation that is virtually impossible to not get uh except for in the case of the police shooting of William Powell that guy was not indicted um you can basically indict a ham sandwich and if that's what uh this guy's saying what he's really doing is denying us the Sixth Amendment right.
2: Lock that ham sandwich up.
1: (laughs) Right. It's over. Case dismissed. And that's very dangerous. So when these guys are saying we need uh, to get young people to vote not to participate in the system, but to totally change the system, it doesn't sound like the Sixth Amendment is something that would survive their uh, new system. But the fact that this this audience. So this is Pod Save America, and it gets millions of listening listeners.
2: Yeah, right after Obama, not right after Obama, uh, right after Trump was elected, they started a podcast and they promoted it as grassroots. Yeah, they're 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 just like Stacey Abrams. They have a bunch of these powerful people who are uh, they're in their pocket, and they instantly got like millions of views. And then HBO picked them up. And now they're doing a national tour, spreading propaganda.
1: Wow. Well, they uh, people who don't know that an indictment is not evidence yeah i mean that shows a level of ignorance that uh is is fatal to our system I, i'm not a huge democracy fan but to the extent this system works that is important
2: their target audience is young people
1: yeah they're trying to get pre-knowledge voters yeah <laughs> so so that's, I, I can't remember exactly what the clip was, but you played me a clip that I was just like, huh? So is that relevant to this about the... The
2: Stoneman Douglas kid talking about how smart education. he is. Yeah. Indoctrination. Yeah,
1: the one I wanted you to cut up, but you said no? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, this is,
2: <laughs> this is Cameron... 35,
1: it, clip 35.
2: Okay, clip 35. These are, these are some of the survivors of the Parkland shooting...
1: It's about creating an educated voting force, especially with young people. Because when we're talking about what has perpetuated this system, it's because the people that vote are these old people that aren't as educated as the younger people when discussing these uh, situations and this policy. But, I mean, it's a lot of it is just the
0: misconceptions and the lack of ability to actually combat these terrible arguments. Like,
1: I've been in meetings with over 200 representatives, and most of the people against us... Are absolutely wrong in what they are actually claiming at me. And they like misquote the Constitution and they say policy incorrectly. You know, that's why
0: educating the youth is so important. Surprisingly enough, the the older people in this country who will tell you that our insight doesn't matter because we haven't seen this much are the easiest to manipulate.
1: So he's saying that Trump voters are stupid, right?
2: Yeah, and that's one of the kids who was just as prominent as David Hogg in that whole movement.
1: Okay. So a few things actually caught my attention about that clip. One is that they say that people misquote the Constitution, which is straight out of your propagandist-in-chief, Lakeoff is saying when they quote the mm-hmm. Constitution, you tell them they don't understand the Constitution. Right. So that's a talking point. And, and what the guy said in that clip right there was that older people are not as— educated as younger people to talk about these issues and what I know what they mean because of something I got in the email today. You can say whatever you want right now, Ben. Clay, oh, I'm, I'm interested I, okay. to hear. Yeah. So uh so what they're really saying is they haven't been older people aren't ready with the sound bites, ready with so it's just like the Stacey Abrams clips that you're saying where they're saying she's saying uh you have to just tell them what to say or what to do, that you have to get that those connections. That's what Lake is saying, and all that kind of stuff. So I told you a while ago that I don't know how I signed up for these emails. I, it wasn't like research or anything. I just ended up on the Quora mailing list, Q-U-O-R-A. So when I was doing oh. research on Zuckerberg to figure out where this guy came from, uh, and I discovered that he was, and I think the Stacey Abrams thing was probably uh similar in a way of identifying teenagers but he and sergey brin and lady gaga and this guy i think his name is d'angelo were in this john hopkins uh teen program for insanely gifted youth like kids who get 100 on the sat at the age of 12 like crazy stuff like that really out there phenomenal and they weren't there to be targeted like Stacey abrams her high school program was there to mold the kids this program was there to study geniuses right so so and they were there for four years so the guy so zuckerberg and this other kid i think it's d'angelo were buddies and they both transferred to exeter phillips exeter the number one high school in the country i would say by reputation if not rankings they transferred as juniors to this high school You transfer as a junior you save a lot of time and money to get the golden ticket you know and and Zuckerberg went on to he had been like a languages and psych major, not a computer science major, but he went on really? to yep, to establish Facebook the day that the Pentagon's life log folded. Lifelog yeah. was the Pentagon's Facebook, which didn't take off. and then Zuckerberg's Facebook replaced it on the same day, perhaps. And then um, but his buddy went on to found Quora. see q u o r a and i noticed i said i looked at it i keep getting these emails i'm like oh binkley this is a talking points machine so what it is is they send you a, they send you a thing like i'll just give you this example which i got in the mail today it says what exact? so it's like q and a they have professional or like crowdfund crowd crowd sourced answers so it's like a popular question And then a crowdsourced answer, and somehow some of them get sent into your email. This is what exactly is Donald Trump's IQ? Uh, I am betting that in reality, (laughs) he does not rank as the genius he claims to be. Who can clarify? Cheryl Johns, a realtor, uh, she got 682 upvotes for this and 8,000 views. I don't see any down votes. Uh, anyway, so I'm sure there are, but this this is what you got— You get
2: banned if you get a,
1: give it a down vote. <laughs> well, she—yeah. But, I mean, this, this is the excuse for why hers is the answer that rises to the top. Here's her answer. According to Tony Schwartz, the real author of Art of the Deal, Trump, <laughs> spelled small T capital R, rump, on purpose, she notes, has a vocabulary of about 700 words. So far less than my son who has Down syndrome. Just that's my little footnote. Listening to him repeat the same words over and over, I would say that's about right. Thank you, Cheryl. Coco the gorilla could sign and had a vocabulary of over 2,000 words. In short, a gorilla had a vocabulary of almost three times that of the current occupant of the White House. So either Coco... Uh, who just died and is a far better creature than the orange one is a super super genius, or the great orange one is really stupid. You pick.
2: Well, if- so
1: this is what I'm getting from the Quora guy. This is these are this is what they're this is how they're educating young people to have answers. It's
2: unbelievable.
1: So it- now the person walks away and says, "The people who read this, which I'm sure is young people, walk away and say, you know, Trump only has a vocabulary of 700.'"
2: And he's like Coco the monkey, except meaner.
1: Right, and they just she just pulled this out of her orifice, and there it is.
2: What does that say about everybody else? If this monkey, (laughs) this uh, orange orangutan, with he can only speak seven hundred words, colluded with Russia and duped everybody. What does that say about everybody else's intelligence? If he's that dumb?
1: Yes, right. That's why it's not it's not okay to like call Hitler crazy, because you're not. You know, you don't dupe the world. You don't kill. I mean, it's so quite an insult to you. Right. If you nearly get eradicated as somebody who can't even string two thoughts together. Yeah. Trump no, is a lot of It's not okay.
2: Yeah, but he's not dumb. He's a, he's smart.
1: I have to say, I really enjoyed that montage you sent me of Joan Rivers saying a lot of things that were funny. Why don't you, you should tweet that. Um, okay. His Twitter is at FreedomXRadio. Oh, the
2: one where she said that Trump would be a good president? Yeah, like she said he's
1: super smart. He would be a really good president. He just gets things done, whatever. And, you know, she was dead not too long after that. (laughs) I do wonder about her because she, when you sent me that stuff, I realized she really did speak truth to power. And then she walked off the set of CNN during a live interview because the lady was making fun of her for a coat, and she was making fun of the lady's leather shoes, and the the like. The anchor woman would not back off, and she just said, ah, I've had enough. And yeah. then I was like, she's going to get... I said, we'll never hear from her again, and then she died.
2: That's crazy. It's like Ron Paul. They bring these people on there under a a, a pretense, and then they ambush them with stupid questions about... Yeah,
1: know. but the really good ones, the people who are sincere, and that's why I think she was sincere and Ron Paul, is that they can respond because they've thought of stuff. Uh, hold on. Let's uh, let's take a quick call. I've got like one minute. Uh, uh, Jack and Woodstock, I have about a minute. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you, Monica. Thank you. Yeah, I, I wish you were on prime time because people need to hear what you're saying because you're spot on and you have been and everybody just poo poos it and I don't know why. We've been so... Kids don't get taught anything in school anymore, so whatever they hear on the news, that's it, and that's what they live by, and and, they, and their parents don't reinforce anything, so we're we're stuck in the middle here.
1: And it's and, so full of um, lies, re- the news. I can debunk it, and I, I mean, there's stuff on the news that the news itself reported as wrong previously. There's been stuff this week.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you're doing, though, and if is this stuff on your website because yeah, people Binkley, really need-
1: yeah, we really want to spread um, just the truth about Stacey Abrams, and if this is what people want, have at it. But I don't. I, this is not being advertised. So, how can please tell people where you'll put it?
2: I'll put these clips Thanks, up on Jack. the website this weekend, or yeah, um, in the next couple of days.
1: Uh, this is not being advertised. So, how can Whoops. please tell? Sorry, sweetie. Um, what? Yeah, what, what, where is it going to be? Tell
2: Propagandareportdaily.com
1: And are you going to put that in the show notes of this when it's podcasted?
2: I'm going to go ahead and put these clips on the internet this weekend and then I'll add the show later. Okay, then. so
1: give him 24 hours. He'll put all this stuff on propagandareportdaily.com and then in a few days when WSB uploads this show commercial-free, we'll put that uh, also on propagandareportdaily.com and we have some other podcasts and stuff of Stacey Abrams. So in the post, Binkley's going to put up tomorrow, it'll have all of uh, our previous research. and Kemp is no great shakes either. We have some of that stuff too. Uh, you gotta you gotta make your own decision about that. I I Ted Met sounds like a great guy. I'd love to hear him and his response to what happens when you have a true dilemma, you know there's 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 stuff to think about here. Let's wrap it up after the break or you could tweet at me at Monica Perez show.
0: Monica Perez. I'm not interested in fantasies. I'm interested in reality. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
1: Wrapping it up here at uh, the Monica Perez show. And we didn't read any tweets the whole show. So, Binkley, give me a tweet.
2: All right. I have one from Franny who tweets, Hey. Your mother finds those kids claiming that old people who support Trump are not well-informed and don't know the Constitution is insulting, period, and untrue, exclamation point.
1: My mom is a true Trump supporter. Very loyal, well-educated, followed uh, politics her whole life, knew Donald Trump, did not approve—new, not personally, but in New York, did not approve of the way he treated women, but— uh, Nobody's perfect and she likes him and she likes him for reasons.
2: I would have liked to have heard her call in.
1: I know, I know, but uh I think that's too much to ask. But they were all sitting around listening to it. My son is visiting her and he was just just uh got back from survival camp and he <laughs> texted, I guess they're making him listen to it, but he likes it. He said, I just remembered, we're all listening to your show. I mentioned you at survival camp, and one of our counselors said he loves you, and uh, I just thought you'd like to know that, Mom. That's awesome. Yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm getting my the, the demographic I'm going for. Those are the people who are going to save us. So <laughs> thank you very much. Not here next week, but here the week after. If you want to hear the show on podcast, go to propagandareportdaily.com. Thank you, everybody. Rachel, Krista Binkley, and we'll see you next time. This is Monica Perez.